Hello, friends. You're listening to the Sound Off Podcast. My name is Nate Laux, and I'm your host. Sound Off is a community conversation show that airs each Monday and Friday live on 96.7 The Eagle in LaPorte, Indiana. And while podcasts don't allow for live interaction, we are still grateful to have you listening and engaged. So please help us out by subscribing and rating the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. Share the podcast with your friends and enjoy today's conversation. Welcome to this podcast of Sound Off from July 29th, 2022 with your host, Nate Laux. Nate's guest today is LaPorte City Council President Tim Frankie. Now here's your host, Pastor Nate Laux. Hello, friends. Today is Friday, July 29th. It's good to have you here. My name is Nate Laux. You're listening to the Sound Off Radio Show only on 96.7 The Eagle and 96.7 TheEagle.com. If you're listening online, glad to have you as well. You know, it's always a joy to have guests in the show, but particularly ones that are friends of mine. I am glad to have with us today my friend, the city council president, owner of Duneland Media, maybe a world record holder in something that we've not discovered yet. Tim Frankie. Hi, Tim. Well, thanks, Nate. What an intro. Uh, I appreciate that and your kind words. Happy Friday. It's a beautiful Friday, and I'm looking forward to Lake Fest this weekend. I hope to see a lot of people out there. I'm sure there will be a lot of people out there, but there's some great activities planned. Yeah, um, and so Dune Media is one of the sponsors as well. So you are you are out there not only as a city city council person, but also as, as Dune the Media. Um, Lake Fest is this weekend. I imagine there's going to be a lot of people out there. Uh, I think it's his second Lake Fest or third? It's the second. Yeah, and so uh, I imagine a lot of people are going to be out there. I know uh, Dennis Siddell will be out there broadcasting today, and Rick Anthony will be tomorrow from our stations. And so stop out and say hi to them as well. Now, um, you've got somebody with you, Sailor Brooks. Hi, Sailor. How are you? Hey, what's up, Nate? Sailor, you are a member of Laporte's Diversity and Inclusion Committee. Uh, let's, let's talk... Let's talk a little bit about your story. Are you from LaPorte? How'd you get here? Uh, no, so I'm not from LaPorte. I'm actually from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, so my dad got a job at Arconic mm-hmm. here. Um, so I moved here the summer of 2017. Um, so I went to LaPorte High School for a year, played bas- basketball um, recreationally. Wasn't, wasn't good <laughs> enough or tall enough. Uh, but I played I play football um, here in LaPorte and graduated 2018. Uh, ran into Tim at a hiring event. Uh, kind of swayed him a little bit and uh, started working with Dula Media shortly after that. So um, Laporte used to have a Human Rights Commission. The Human Rights Commission got evolved kind of into a diversity and inclusion committee. And I'll ask either one of you, uh, whoever wants to answer, what what does that do? What What is the purpose of that co- commission and committee? Well, the reason the HRC, um, we kind of moved away from that is the big thing is we do not have in-house uh, counsel or a judge that can actually hear cases. So uh, to call it, you know, a commission, we didn't feel it really met the criteria of that. So, um, you know, we felt it was important to have a diversity and inclusion committee in the city just because, and we still see it today, um, there is a divide. I mean, every day I think that divide lessens a little, but um, in my opinion, not soon enough. And it's important for the city to be a welcoming community to anyone from any background. Um, I think people may be different than me, but I'll respect them and, and hear them out. And I may 
be able to learn something. And so the goal, if, if I can, if I can clarify some of that, is just the the, the purpose of the commission. And, and Sarah, feel free to chime in too. Is to make sure that the city is doing all that they can to um, represent all included groups, classes, these kind of things as well. Um, right. But but also to make sure that. Um, you know, again, if there's something going on or something wrong, that there is a group in the city that people can come and talk to, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, being a person that's not from Laporte, when I moved here, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know, you know, how the city was run or anything like that. I just know when I went into high school, it's a lot of clicks, right? Black kids hang out with black kids, white kids will hang out with white kids. You know, if you're Mexican, you know, hang out with Mexican kids. There wasn't a lot of, you know, relationships. Um, in the school and you know, I think that's a problem um, and one of the biggest things that you know, I try to tell people it's about educating right like when people come to the diversity and inclusion board and they want to do you know, public comments our job is to listen to issues right and for us to be educated on those issues and same thing vice versa mm -hmm. and so um, Tim you were part of this uh, you were the, the city council liaison um, you know, the, the city council has uh, some uh, ability to start commissions and things like this. Uh, why is, as a city councilor, as a city council president, quite frankly, why is this an important thing for the city for you to include as well? Well, it's no secret that we want to grow Laporte, and any city isn't going to grow that isn't a welcoming place to people of all ethnicities, all backgrounds, all communities. Um, so we, we want that to be clear. We are a welcoming community. But, you know, again, I, I think it's important that the more people from different backgrounds that can be involved at the city level and help form where we're going forward mm -hmm. is going to make us better overall. So we've got um, City Council President Tim Frankie and Diversity and Inclusion Committee member Sayla Brooks on the show. If you have a question, the Looker Vault on the airline is 219-362-0522. You're welcome to call or text me. You can also email me at soundoff at 967theeagle.com. Hey, I, I want to talk shift gears a little bit because one of the other things I want to talk about is I read recently um, just about how the council makes decisions, these kind of things. Um, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about the council because uh, what is the process of working together, right? So, for instance, it's a council primarily from one political party. It's all Republicans and one Democrat. But does that mean there's not much diversity of thought? Uh, how are decisions made? You've got a, a pretty strong mayor in Tom Dermody. Um, but do you guys all agree on everything? Do you, you know? Do you not agree on everything? What, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, there are definitely times we don't agree on everything. But with that being said, I think looking from the outside in we don't look like your typical government body because uh, frankly we all do get along and we all do communicate with one another keeping in mind of course you know open door policies um, which state if there's more than three of us together that needs to be disclosed you know there's there's nothing no secret meetings going on behind doors but you know if, let's say i'm working on a ordinance before I even put my time and effort into it, I'll pick up the phone and call each council member individually and tell them, you know, what I'm thinking and hear them out and get their input. And so I think you see most government bodies, there's usually some divide there. And usually there's a lack of communication between the members until they come to meeting time. 
and that's that's kind of the big difference there. We all we all get along, um, and I think we share a lot of common goals, but certainly we don't agree on everything. But I'm not, you know, for me personally to to vote for eight hours on a particular ordinance that stands no chance. It's it's just not worth my time. So I'd I'd rather figure out some of these things ahead of time and then you know go into forming something that I know will work. So that's how the sausage is getting made that's in the city. That's of how Lord. the sausage is getting made. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we've got Tim Frankie and Sailor Brooks here. Uh, the liquor vault on our line is two one nine three six two zero five two two. Let's get to a caller before break. Hey, thanks so much for calling the show today. I appreciate you listening to the Sound Off Radio Show. You're on the air. What's your question? Um, thank you, gentlemen, for coming on today. First of all, I'd like to make a statement before my question. I'm all for you guys eliminating the trash out of our communities. They're everywhere. They contribute very little, if anything. They generally do not pay any income tax. They don't need to have jobs or they work for cash. They don't pay their child support. So I'm all for that. But my question is, what happened on Clear Lake Boulevard? Don't you think that is dangerously close to stepping on the takings clause of the Fifth Amendment that says you can't do that because we all know eventually that's going to be a development property. And this could be setting up quite a precedence that the county will be attempting to do that in any way they want a property from someone that gets in their way. So don't you think this is overstepping that a little bit? Thank you. Thanks so much for going. Yeah, Tim, go ahead. Thanks. And great question. Um, you know, I, I, I can see where you're coming from, but I don't think that it's crossing any lines, certainly. And also, the city of Laporte has an ordinance, um, which I, I can't quote exactly, but it's relating to, you know, number of police calls and number of incidences at a particular residence. And then there's certain uh, powers that the city's given to be able to handle problem uh, homes that the house you're referencing I know falls into uh, this house in particular I mean for years the, it's it's a regular visit by our police department and you know frankly I think it's it's been a drug house for far too long and it's not helping anyone it's harming a lot of people and and I'm glad to see it go yeah it um there there is a, a law and I, I can't remember it was either in late 2020 maybe um that was added which is a nuisance neighbor law um other cities i know have this as well but i i don't know what the the exact stipulations were and maybe you can correct me or maybe uh city attorney nicotis can text one of us but it's one of those things where the uh, if the police are called out to a residence let's say six times in six months or something I, I don't know the exact but a certain amount of times in a certain amount of right. you know then the um code enforcement people can essentially go through the legal processes of evicting those people as a public nuisance correct and it, it certainly doesn't happen overnight you know it's it's not hey we don't like what you're doing we're we're gonna kick you out it doesn't work that way there is a, a long lengthy legal process which you know frankly is part of the reason why this has gone on for so long with this particular house but we did follow that process and it's i think it's going to do nothing but positive things to improve that clear lake area yeah all right well thanks so much for calling steve uh we've got um tim frankie here on the show today city council president for laporte we've got sailor brooks who's a member of the laporte uh diversity and inclusion committee if you have a question 219-362-0522 you're welcome to call or text me um or you can email me at soundoff at 967theagle.com i'd love to hear from you as well hey we're gonna take our first break of the day and be right back here only on 96.7 the eagle 
Welcome back to our uh, segment of Sound Off here, our second segment. Uh, we've got on the show here City Council President Tim Frankie, uh, also Sailor Brooks, member of LaPorte's Diversity and Inclusion Committee. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the Diversity and Inclusion Committee because I want to know um, f- for you, again, Sailor, you're you're not a, a, an employee of the government. Mm-hmm. You, you work privately. Um, so when somebody's asking you to be on this commission, yeah. Um, why are you interested in it? You know, um, uh, you're, you're a person of color, these kind of things, but right. w- w- why was it so interesting for you to want to be on this commission? Yeah, so for me, it's just a lot of people, I think they mention, you know, I'll, the city needs to do this or I don't like this about the city and, you know, so on and so forth. But, you know, as a person of color, you know, my wife is Mexican, um, you know, our, our baby's not white, you know what I mean? Um, I want to be able to make a difference in the community. You know, I live here, work here, and I want it to be better for my child growing up here um, because I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. And when I first moved to Laporte, I ran it into a lot of racial issues um, that we don't we can talk about later. Mm-hmm. But it didn't make me feel welcome. It didn't, you know, coming from a city from Cleveland where I was all around a bunch of black kids every single day to where I'm going to a school where it's so diverse, I know what that felt like, you know, and I want to be able to make a difference and be able to be a part of some change for my kid. So, you know, again, to your point, I think it's important for people to know we're not, you know, we're doing this because we care. We're not politicians. We don't have political aspirations. We're in the community, live here, and we're doing it because we care. We're volunteering our time to try to, you know, do our part in making Laporte better. So then, you know, again, it's not a human rights commission. Human rights commissions historically are commissions. There's one in Michigan City. Um, there's an Indiana human rights commission. So if there is a human rights violation that somebody sees locally, there's always the one at the state level that they can uh, apply to. Um, but you're not investigating things, right? Mm-hmm. You're not doing what a human rights commission does is investigating right. human rights violations. All right. What is it then from from your angle? What good are you hoping to see come out of the diversity and inclusion committee? So I'm thinking, you know, we want to be able to be that touch point in the community. Right. So, you know, if you're having problems with discrimination, I think that was one of the biggest things. If You know, you got to try and get into an apartment where you feel like you can't live there because someone's discriminating against you. I want to be. You know the committee where people can bring those issues and know that they're they're heard and you know we can basically push people to the certain channels that they need to take or steps that they need to take to get help um and i think we you know we were talking about this before government don't always move at the speed that you want it to right and i want people to be like you know what this is happening in the community we should take this to the diversity and inclusion board right like we want to be that first thing that people think about when um, when I have a problem or an issue. So what are some of the things in the year or so, year or two, I don't know how long it's been, but mm-hmm. uh, what are some of the things that you guys are hearing from the com- community, you know, um, maybe some issues or some problems that the community is having? What What are some of, in general, those things that you're hearing? Yeah, so uh, being a fact, on the fact that like we're a fairly new board, so we haven't had a lot, especially during COVID. Um, so one of the issues we had was, you know, we had some kids that went to LaPorte High School for Black History Month, they felt like they didn't get the attention that it deserved, right? And so, come again, coming from a school where I went to Cleveland, I live in Alabama, Black History Month is very important. And for Black History Month, 
we talk about the same people. Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, right? Colin, Colin Powell. But nobody really touches on it, right? It's just kind of set it and forget it. So they created a mural uh, for Black History Month. And some people didn't like it. But we thought that, you know, young kids that want to make a difference, I think, in a positive way, that should be applauded. So they came to the Diversity and Inclusion Board and not only did they tell us why they felt it was important to do that, but they told us how it made them feel by doing that. Like we felt like, you know, the, we left that so when kids come into high school after us, they can see that and know that LaPorte High School accepts, you know, Black History Month. So, you know, we've had some of those cases. We had a case where, you know, a guy who, you know, he lives here, works here, um, you know, came to the Diversity and Inclusion Board, had two daughters and certain issues that was going on where he didn't feel like he was being welcome in Laporte or, you know, people that look like him. So um, and as we grow, we know other things are going to come. So. So, you know, again, I want to talk. Uh, this word is thrown around sometimes in politics and things like this, this idea of representation mm-hmm. um, and. I think what you were speaking of a little bit with the school system is this idea of representation, right? right. Uh, you came to Laporte. There, there, there's around about three percent, I think, uh, of Laporte um, are black, and then I forget how many are um, uh, Latino. These kind of mm-hmm. things, but it's predominantly a white community, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you see representation like that, a mural or something, mm-hmm. um, as a person of color, what does that mean for you? Well, I mean, it, it makes me happy. It's, 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 it's progress, most definitely. You know what I mean? Um, because that wasn't there. Like, And the thing is, for me, I graduated in 2018, so it's not like I've been out of high school for 10-plus years, right? So before, we had a little, a, a tiny little hallway with some pictures on it. Like, And it wasn't like, you know, Bob Ross painted some pictures, man. It was like internet-printed clip-offs <laughs> and a little case and I just walked past that, you know, like, hey, what's up, Martin? You know, that that was it. But now to see that progress, it made me feel good. Like, okay, like now, I, because I, like I said, I know what it felt like being a kid from out of the city that didn't know anybody and going to a school where, you know, everybody didn't look like me. Like, okay, we're making progress here. It made me it made me feel good. Um, we have uh, Tim Frankie, City Council President, and Sailor Brooks, member of the LaPorte uh, Diversity and Inclusion Committee, on the show today. If you have a question, 219-362-0522. You can call or text me. Uh, Tim, this is a question for you. You might be able to answer. It's, it's kind of shifting gears a little bit about business in the city. Uh, a few weeks ago, this is a question from our text line. Uh, thanks so much for texting us here. Um, or sorry, no, email line. Uh, a few weeks ago, I found out when it came to replace my water main that the city water pipe from the street main to the curb stop was a lead water line. So for 13 years, me and any guests could have been possibly getting lead poisoning. Why isn't the city doing more to replace these water lines, such as like Benton Harbor or Flint, Michigan has done? Well, we're doing a lot to do that to the tune of about $50 million, uh, which we bonded out last year. And there's certainly a ton of progress being made on that. But I can tell you, um, Tim and Jerry at at the Water and Wastewater Department do an excellent job. There are strict tests that go into water that's coming into your home. And, you know, these levels are tested daily. I understand if you're saying it's coming from the road to your house, that could be a different case. But we also do go into houses with similar lines like that and test and make sure, you know, from time to time and random samples that that water is clean and and good to drink. 
and I can tell you our, our water standards are excellent. Learning, that, that's been something I never expected coming into this. Uh, I didn't even really think about water, but I've, I found that whole process fascinating and you know the, the amount of thought and effort that goes into that is really incredible and impressive. It's, it is a good question, one to certainly be concerned about and good, good to ask those questions. Uh, I know Tim Warner was on the show not too, too long ago and talked a little bit about, um, I know that the lead and stuff like this is something that he's passionate about getting rid of, but if you have a question specifically about your house, especially a line might be running there, uh, the water department number is 209-326-9540. Uh, you can probably call, call Tim and talk yeah, to him specifically. They, and they'd be happy to come out and test it for if you're concerned. Yeah, uh, but I do know that uh, he did mention they're planning on doing a lot of remediation of the lead water pipes, correct? Mm-hmm. All right, we've got Tim Frankie, City Council President here in LaPorte, and Sayla Brooks, a member of the Diversity and Inclusion Committee here in LaPorte as well on the show. If you have a question, 219-362-0522. Let's get to one caller before our break. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the show. I appreciate you. What's your question for Tim and Sayla? Hi, this is Esther Stiles. Hi, Esther. Thank you guys for having the show. Um, I'm curious to know if the commission is planning any kind of um, initiatives around um, just opportunities, I guess, for the community to learn about the various communities that we have within LaPorte, such as like um, some kind of cultural festival or... um, learning opportunities, training, anything like that? Uh, Good question, Esther. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for calling. Um, So is there anything to essentially, I think if Esther's, uh, if I can clarify Mm -hmm. some of that, to celebrate the diversity, you know, again, we used to have uh, the Polish festival, these these kind of things where you celebrate a specific group of people, Mm -hmm. um, but everyone gets to go, right? You get to eat Polish food, these kind of things. Um, is, Is there any of that planned by the city or any kind of um goals for that um so i know this is something that we touched on a little bit currently right now we don't have you know certain things planned um like i said being a fairly new board but we do have some ideas about you know having an open house you know where people can be able to come and we can you know learn about one another's cultures ask different questions because everything comes back to educating people um but i do think that's a good idea um and you know everything that we hear we try to bring it up to one another so we can it can get voted on and talked about um but i think that's be a good idea moving forward be cool to have like a cultural food truck night yeah, or something yeah. you know something like that and but. and i know the commission has discussed you know, setting up booths at sunflower fair and different events like that as well and the commission does have a budget um so they've got some money they can put towards you know whether and that's entirely up to the commission not me but i i would think creating some informational brochures mm-hmm. and, and different educational pieces would be great and you know hopefully it, at some of these city events in the near future we, we see more representation and again always one of those things to encourage if you have an idea go go to a meeting right uh, yeah. when does your when does the i know you just met last night but what right. is the what is it the third or fourth so we we typically meet the last thursday every month oh. so you know and we want more people in the public given ideas um 
because it most definitely helps. So if you guys are interested, last Thursday every month, City Hall. And I know emails and stuff like that are on the website as well. So Mm -hmm. if you want to contact one of the members, you could. All right, we're going to take another break here, our final break of the day on today's Sound Off show. We've got Tim Frankie and Sayla Brooks on the show. If you've got a question about uh, the City of of LaPorte president or a member of LaPorte's uh, Diversity and Inclusion Committee, you're welcome to call in or text me. 219-362-0522. You can email me at soundoff at 967theeagle.com. We're going to take another quick little break, our final one of the day, and we'll be right back here on 967 The Eagle. Welcome back, friends, to our final segment of today's Sound Off Radio Show. We've got Tim Frankie, LaPorte County President of the City Council, Pro Tem, and also uh, Sailor Brooks, who is a member of LaPorte's Diversity and Inclusion Committee. I'm so glad to have you with us on the show today. If you guys have a question, you're welcome to call or text me, 219-362-0522. I'd be happy to hear from you. Here's a question we received online. I want to know when we take care of the population that already lives here instead of trying to import people from other counties and states. We can't afford the infrastructure we have now. Um, how we plan? How do we plan on paying for the next infrastructure we build? We take a ride around the east end of town. Tell me, we take care of the locals. Um, so I, I, I think this question is uh, largely part of this idea of annexation, right? Growing the city, these kind of things. Um, trying to the mayor um, and the city council have said, uh, tw- you know, get to thirty thousand by twenty thirty. These kind of things. Uh, what do you say about people that say they're concerned um, when we see infrastructure problems, when we see these kind of things that we, you know, it looks to them like the city can't handle those things. How are we going to handle 8,000 more people um, and maybe more space? Sure. Great question. And, you know, I, I get where that question is coming from. Um, but right now, you know, it's it's about doing the best we can with what we have, which isn't a whole lot. And that is why we need to grow you know when when we're growing you're growing the tax revenue and you're able to do more things however i will stand behind you know our administration and the things we've been able to accomplish with with what we have and i think anywhere you look you see improvements and progress being made and uh healthcare foundation has been a great partner with that and uh we've had other local organizations stepping up because again our budget is so small and i think it's you know, in business, I always look at it like if you're not growing, you're dying. And I think the same applies here. You know, you can't you can't just sit stagnant and have the same revenue and expect to change and especially a change for the better. Is the revenue in the city of LaPorte tax revenue? Um, is it going up? Is it going down? I mean, how, how, how does a city increase revenue other than maybe, you know, increase its tax base, right? Or increase property home values, these kind of things. Are both of those tri- things happening or what, you know? Yeah, I think there's some, I mean, there's there's been the whole snafu at the county level with the um, auditor's office. And so our numbers aren't quite there for last year yet because of that but i i can't imagine we don't see some growth uh in this past year and you know aside from that i I mean that's certainly the biggest factor in terms of growing the revenue and the things that you're able to make improvements on because now you have that additional money to do it with but also once you get to a certain population size then you'll qualify for more grants whether it's at the state or federal level so you can uh, bring in additional money that way as well. Uh, growth is good. You know, I'm I'm from Laporte. I grew up here. I love Laporte, and I'm raising a family in Laporte. I certainly love 
the people of Port, you know, all of my best friends are from here, uh, and I don't want to take away from that, but growth is good. Um, I'm going to ask both of you guys this question as we're almost done with the show today. We've got City Council President Tim Frankie and uh, Sailor Brooks, who's a member of the Diversity and Inclusion Commission here in LaPorte. Um, I, 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 you know, we're the hospital, the old hospital is going to get torn down real soon here, probably any week. I know they're already working on it. I know Pavey uh, is working on taking out some of it. And then there's a bigger uh, contractor that will probably uh, take the, the big parts of it down. But we should be seeing that pretty soon. I yeah, think. I think inside work's being done right yep. now. They found uh, some asbestos and some other stuff that they had to and handle. And they got to do parking lot, these kind of things where they got to go. Um, what I want to know from you two, um, again, city council president, but also a member of the community, what do you think should go there? What would you like to see in that space? It is a prime, a prime part of our real estate, right? It is downtown. Yeah. Uh, you typically don't get that many, that much acreage downtown, right? That yeah. can be redeveloped, uh, re envisioned. What would you guys like to see in there? You think? Let's start with. Sale. There's no, there's no bad ideas here. Okay, because I, I was going to say, man, you know, being 23, I might have some different ideas yeah, than other no. people. This is why I want to hear it. But uh, my first thing is. Hook us up with a second dual immediate office. Dual immediate office. I want one of those. Okay. I want I want a nice Can we get a new radio station as well over there? Yeah, All yeah, right. man. I want a, I want a desk by the window. Okay. Yeah. I, I got I'm gonna have to make some demands. Um but I mean, honestly, give us I need some shopping. You know what I mean? I need I need some kind of shopping. I'm tired of going to the outlet mall, you know, I'm out there when it's raining and I get wet. I'm hot, you know what I mean? I'm bald head, so you you know you see the, the, the sweat bees dripping down my head. Give us get us some H C shopping maybe a Coles, a macy's i'll even be happy with a ross i've, I've found some nice dress shirts for 15 dollars mm -hmm. or less at ross so hook us up one of those i'll be happy and no complaints all right can you make that happen tim frankie no okay <laughs> well, <laughs> it's you know i i found that it's good to, to shatter dreams quickly so yeah, um yeah, yeah. And, and not sugarcoated yeah. um but in my my opinion yeah, shopping would be great. Talk to Bert Cook. I'll give you his cell phone after. I'd recommend calling him after hours. He loves that. Uh, <laughs> but with that particular plot of land being downtown, you know, I'd, I would hate to see, you know, some kind of big box store going there. I think there's <laughs> much better uses you could have. I'd, I love green space. And, I mean, our parks are phenomenal as it is. And I don't know that the whole thing should be a park. But... I think an ice skating rink would be an awesome addition. You know, we, we tested it out with uh, an outside company this past winter and, you know, financially, I don't think that made sense, but I think, you know, if the city were to be able to do it themselves, then I think that could make some sense financially. And, you know, I, I know my family used it a lot and I saw it being used. And I think the winter is certainly one time of the year when we're add a lack of things to do. Yeah, the way uh, South Bend re-envisioned Howard Park, right. uh, where it allows for a, you know, ice rink in the winter, but mm -hmm. also that space gets used for other things in the summer is a great way yeah. as well. Yeah. And we go a few times to Howard Park a year, and I mean, you know, you've got a great restaurant there as well and, and some other use. So I think if you saw, you know, maybe a mixed-use commercial residential, but then also included some outdoor space, you know, whether it's an ice rink and I don't know, I mean... I think it's it's still in its infancy, and this is also assuming that the hospital gives the city the land. The hospital is the owner of the land currently. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that they've been great partners, and I certainly hope that will happen and have no reason to believe it, it wouldn't, but 
we don't own it, so we can't control it at this point. All right. Do you mind if I ask you a question? What would you want to see there? No, no bad ideas. <laughs> no, all of these are good ideas. Honestly, I would I would love to make sure that uh, whatever it is 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 good for everyone, right? Shopping uh, is a good thing, uh, but also that looks good downtown, right? You don't want to just put a, a, a cheap um, box store building right there. Um, you you want to make sure that whatever it is looks good, that it, it adds to the downtown. There are things like Valpo has done, that South Bend has done, that Elkar has done, that have really created a good space for their community gather. Um, you just want to make sure that regardless of the demographics, regardless of the economic status, that everyone gets to, to enjoy it, I think. All right, hey, thanks so much for being on the show today, guys. I'll give you the final word. Uh, Sayla, what do you want? what do you want people to know? Go to Lake Fest. Enjoy yourself. Tim Frankie. It's tough to say it better. This weekend's going to be awesome. Look at LaporteLakeFest.com for a calendar of events. And uh, I don't want to hear anyone saying there's nothing to do in Laporte this weekend in particular. And I'll be at the final shows for Matilda this weekend at the Little Theater. You come see Dennis. Uh, he'll be broadcasting today at Lake Fest. Our own Rick Anthony will be there tomorrow. Come say hi to our team as well. Hey, be good to yourself. Be good to others. On Monday, I'm going to have Earl Cunningham, city council, or sorry, county council member on the show. Uh, keep listening to 96.7 The Eagle. Thank you for joining us and voicing your opinion on this edition of Sound Off. The views on Sound Off are those of the host or callers and do not represent the opinion of 96.7 The Eagle, Spoon River Media, LLC, or the sponsors. Sound Off airs every Monday and Friday at 1230. Please mark your calendar and join us again for the next edition of Sound Off on 96.7 The Eagle. Thank you for listening to the Sound Off podcast on 96.7 TheEagle.com.